Good morning. Um, good morning and welcome to M Pavilion and the Queen Victoria Gardens. Um, as you know, uh, this, uh, at 11 o'clock we're going to be having the M Relay program, but um, we do have something special this morning, um, which is the launch of a, a, a book. So, firstly, I'd like to acknowledge the Boonarong people um, as the original owners of the land and pay our respect to their elders past, present and into the future. Um, this morning, my name is Robert Buckingham and I'm the Creative Director of M Pavilion. Um, uh, this morning is, uh, is the first part of a launch of a very special book written by Gina Levenspiel on the history of the Queen Victoria Gardens. Our second part is going to be at the Government House on Tuesday and the third part is a talk by the former Premier of Victoria, Jeff Kennett, on Friday here at M Pavilion. Um, this project um, like everything associated with M Pavilion, is a combination of good intentions and good luck. Um, when Naomi first envisaged um, M Pavilion as a project uh, for design and architecture, uh, she also wanted it to be a model of public and private partnerships. And we're therefore extremely proud that the Gordon Darling Foundation agreed to support it. The Gordon Darling Foundation, established by the late Gordon Darling, ACCMG, in 1991, has set the benchmark for public philanthropy in Australia. We're therefore honoured that Marilyn Darling has joined us this morning. Um, we would also like to dedicate the book to Mr Darling's memory and his support of the visual arts in Australia. Um, I well remember our first meeting nearly two years ago with Mr and Mrs Darling. Um, it was conducted like a traditional courtship. Naomi and I met for tea and cakes at the Darling's beautiful home overlooking St Kilda, Ro St Kilda Road, surrounded by art. Um, the conversation revol revolved around galleries, exhibition, travel, and of course the arts. I was gauche enough to try and introduce finances into the conversation, um, but it wasn't very successful. Money was not mentioned. It was elegant, stylish, and charming. I think Marilyn and Gordon appreciated Naomi's good intentions, most, most importantly, and we were lucky enough to receive funding for this publication through the application process. We were also extremely lucky um, that Naomi was to meet uh, Gina Levenspiel, which in turn led to the writing of this history. Um, Gina could have written a simple history of the artworks in the park, the sculptures, the pavilions, um, and the floral clock. But her good intentions and sense of history led her to embark on a much more detailed uh, research, which had as many twists and turns as the early Yarra River. The history, which she titled Miracle Swamp, for reasons which will become obvious when you read the book, um, is also sub subtitled The Place of the Queen Victoria Gardens in the Urban, Horticultural and Creative Life of Melbourne. And it tells, I think, as much about our city and the character of its citizens as it does about this beautiful and temporary home for M Pavilion. Thank you so much, Gina. We would also like to thank Stuart Geddes, whose extraordinary efforts as graphic designer, working side by side with Gina, has transformed the manuscript, the maps and photographs into a fine book. And to, and to officially launch uh, Miracle Swamp, I'm delighted to, to, uh, to have Dr. Paul Fox. I couldn't think of anyone more perfect. Paul knows more about Victoria's garden history than anyone I know, and I look forward to his thoughts and comments. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Robert. 
In the Edwardian summer of my childhood, my grandmother would take me to read plant labels in the botanic gardens. En route, we would traverse the Queen Victoria Gardens. I can still recall the colour of the raked sand and how in autumn the leaves of the dark brown plane trees either lay on the orange gravel or were raked into large piles. The grey smoke from these burning leaves coloured the sky. Miracle Swamp is a marvellous evocation of the gardens. The author has painstakingly unearthed the most marvellous discoveries about the site. She has placed her wonderful discoveries before us with all the beauty of the autumn leaves on the gravel path of my childhood. Among these discoveries are how the first European to see the Yarra River in 1803 records evidence of mighty flood of a mighty flood high up in the scrub lining the river. The early uses of the site, brickworks, hostels for immigrants and orphans, military barracks, the fact the swamp on the site was only reclaimed because a British monarch died. While Queen Victoria gave her name to the gardens, Janet Clark, the Empress of Melbourne society, gave her name to the pavilion in the garden, which was built in her honour in 1913. And what a wonderful pavilion! It's generous enough to accommodate voluminous skirts and allow children to play while Mama is seated. And now another pavilion graces the site, Naomi Milgram's pavilion. Why has it taken so long for another woman to erect another pavilion in the gardens? Gina, in her important book, provides an answer when she recounts how between 1973 and 1976, the Melbourne City Council added three sculptures and one drinking fountain to the garden. In Australia, it is a normal thing to fill up space rather than design it. By contrast, as Gina shows, the M Pavilion is about design. Designed by an architect, its brief is to promote design in a modern Australian metropolis. And like all good patrons, Naomi Milgram has allowed Gina the freedom to speculate about the future she has been richly rewarded. Gina's insight about the Alexander Parade underpass being built in the same decade as the gas and fuel building on the corner of Swanson and Flinders Streets is worth its weight in gold. 
both projects had the effect of cutting both sites off from the river. With wonderful chutzpah, Gina suggests it's time the Alexander Gardens be reunited with the river. A great idea. Another gem in Gina's book is the connection she makes between the Queen Victoria Gardens and architect Roy Ground's design for the National Gallery of Victoria, where the courtyards recall the gardens opposite. The author is critical of the recent destruction of this element of Ground's original design in the gallery when the gallery was redesigned. Ground's understood the pavilion was an essential part of Asian culture. His Asian courtyard took its meaning from the Asian gallery, where Chinese scroll paintings of wild landscapes, idealised by scholar-poets, were placed within sight of the courtyard. It might be argued the M Pavilion Cited as it is in a garden, rescues the possibilities of grounds design. It provides a va vantage points by which to contemplate nature and the poetic possibilities of looking and thinking about Melbourne in new ways. Words and books are essential to realising these possibilities. Gina's book reminds us of what a patron and a pavilion can do in this regard. A Darling Foundation grant allowed Gina's book to be published. Miracle Swamp is the latest example of the extraordinary generosity of the late Gordon Darling and Marilyn Darling, who is here today. In recognition of this, Naomi has dedicated the book to the memory of Gordon Darling. It is a fitting tribute for a book whose title reminds us miracles do happen. Swamps turn into terra firma. Books like Miracle Swamp are published and women build new pavilions. To conclude the talk, I would just like to thank Gina for inviting me to talk about her important book. I feel honoured because of the work, the dedication and the grappling with the site, which is so refreshing and so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much for your kind words, Paul. Some, maybe a minor miracle that I'm here. Um, I really wanted to thank you for returning this project um, back to Naomi and to Marilyn. 
and um, in doing so, returning it to the um, great Melbourne tradition of arts patronage. Um, I want to thank you both so much for encouraging this thing along the way. Um, uh, it's also a great honour to have the book dedicated uh, to Gordon. Um, I think, you know, the three of you construct um, a leadership which enables freedom of inquiry and independence of thought. And um, as my supervisor here, Robin, would probably agree with me, there's possibly no greater need for historical scholarship um, in the idea of place in Australia this century. Um, on the issue of the patron model, it's always beguiled me that people think of it as a top-down, you know, archaic structure of a patrician. But um, in my experience of it in this project, I find it an extremely flattened environment. Um, I sort of tend to think of it as, you know, Kennedy saying, let's go to the moon. The objective is quite discreet and easily understood. But the, the means and the collaborators and the technicians' knowledge actually define the object and they define its colour and its personality and, and ultimately its merit. Uh, so on that score, I wanted to thank Robert. You've been so patient. Turn the camera off. It's Stuart. Um, you've been wonderful. And um, I think what you have done is, you know, made this beautiful object and dressed it up in this green fabric and given it this really cute name. So thanks for both your work. Thank you. Thank you, Gina. And um, the copies have just arrived. Um, Stuart not only designed it, but Stuart um, by hand has covered every book. So they are objects made with love. And um, we'd like everyone here today um, to take one home and to enjoy and read it. Thank you very much.